What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm joined by Ben Bolin. How are you doing, Ben? I'm always doing well. Um, ben Bolin, a video writer here at HowStuffWorks as well. Uh, Scott, quick question. Shoot it. Have Have you uh, heard of Pumpkin Chunkin? I, as a matter of fact, I have. Big fan of Pumpkin Chunkin. I, I'm, uh, it's, a, it's an event that uh, they hold every year, right, in Delaware, I believe it is? It's a show as well. A show. Yeah. Uh, November 26, uh, which some of us may recognize as Thanksgiving evening mm-hmm. uh, on the Science Channel. Uh, so good. They had to they had to do it twice. Uh, there's Road to Pumpkin Chunkin, which is at 8 p.m. And then there's also uh, Pumpkin Chunkin, which is the actual event, I guess, itself uh, at 9 o'clock on that same night. Um, so, again, check it out on the Science Channel. It's going to be a, a cool thing. Scott. Yes. I have to have an intervention with you, bro. <laughs> an intervention? That yeah, sounds just, serious. It, it, a yeah. minivention. Oh, okay. Okay? There's a little, it, well, it's just, it's just uh, you, me, Jerry, and thousands of people listening. This out is there. awkward. What's going on? It's, it's awkward. Don't worry. Um, we've just been talking about it. Realize, man, you're kind of a speed demon. Yeah. You just, re- you just realize that? Well, okay. It's, it's addictive. Operative phrase there being kind of. Oh. This is not an intervention to get you to stop speeding this is an intervention to get you to speed faster stronger <laughs> better the six million dollar oh, well, speeder but safely but, but safely. safely but safely yes i think i know where you're going this is i'm excited about this i'm, I'm totally excited where about are we this. going top speed is that we're talking about like just ultimate yes top speed yes how fast how how fast, yeah, how fast. um let's say Let's see what the um, what's the fastest you've ever gone? Uh, really, the fastest I've ever gone. Like, now, hmm. don't you complete the fifth? Um, in excess of a hundred, I would guess. Yep, that's good enough. Yeah, excess of a hundred, less than three hundred. Sure. Okay, let's take it up a notch. Let's take it. How do you feel about five hundred? Uh, wary. Oh, really? Yeah, I would be wary of going that fast. Yeah, on, okay. in anything. In anything. In anything. That's but fair. But people have gone faster. How fast have people gone? So far, to date, uh-huh. land speed record, 
Um, the current land speed record is 763 miles per hour. And wow. that, was set, that was set in 1997, so that was 12 years ago at this point. You've turned the intervention on its head. Please go on. <laughs> but I, I, 700? But yeah, there's no way I'm going to top that myself. There's, I mean, because we'll, we'll talk about someone who is going to try to top that. Okay. And try to top 763. And they're not just going to try to top it by a little bit because that's kind of what they had uh, they talked about. They, this team that we're going to mention here, mm-hmm. they had an idea that they were going to top it by going 800 miles per hour. On, okay. Now remember, this is on land, so this is a, a wheeled vehicle, four wheels. It's got to have it's it's not a normal engine. I it's can it's not a normal engine, but um, they they talked about going 800 miles per hour. Okay. They decided, why not go a thousand? <laughs> okay, a, why not? A thousand. Sure. We're talking a thousand miles per hour in a car on the ground. On the ground. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. That's faster than. That's that's faster, and I'll, I'll have to look this up here sure. in just a moment. But um, that is faster than the low level, and I'll probably mess up the way I say this, but the the low level flying speed. So you're talking about yeah. faster than than an airplane that flies low to the ground, which is somewhere around nine hundred and ninety something or nine hundred seventy. Is, is that Superman fast? Is that faster that, than a speeding bullet? It is. It is faster than a speeding bullet and we'll we'll i want to mention that when we get to it because that's, okay. this is one of those like you know when we get to that point i'll, I'll tell you how quickly this this thing is moving and some okay. of these these, uh, these unbelievable st- statistics about this car um you're not going to believe what you hear and we'll just we'll briefly cover them because i can't go too far in depth sure, about sure. them because this is a, there's a lot of physics involved mm-hmm. um the the car itself is called the bloodhound ssc what does SSC stand for? Supersonic car. No. And Yep, supersonic car because you're talking faster than the speed of sound. All so, right. So the guy's breaking, this guy's going to be breaking the, spou- uh, the sound barrier on the ground. And now that, that's not unusual. The, uh, the thrust SSC, which mm. is the car that holds the record right now, also broke the sound barrier, but only by like maybe two miles per hour okay. average. Um, and the driver was Andy Green, who is a Royal Air Force pilot. And he is also going to be the driver for the... Um, for the Bloodhound SSC, I, it sounds like he may be the only person qualified. Well, he's he's used to the this high speed stuff, and he's used to being able to handle a vehicle at that speed. Now, now handling a car and a plane at that speed are two different Wildly things. Different. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, he's he's taking care of business with that thrust SSC, right? But with the Bloodhound, he's going to be going, jeez, um, three hundred miles faster. Three hundred miles, yeah, almost three hundred miles per hour faster than he was in the uh, supersonic car that he drove twelve years ago. Mm. Now, I assume he's going in a straight line somewhere in a desert. He is, yeah. And they've narrowed it down to uh, about three choices. All right. And the three choices, um, two. Uh, this is according to the most recent article I could find about this. Okay. Uh, the, the, there are two choices in the United States, and there's one in South Africa. And uh, so far, they don't know which one, but it requires an incredible amount of distance. And, of course, they have to get the... Um, uh, the FIA Timing Association out there to to make it an official land speed record for I the see. world. Um, yeah. It has to be a very official timed event uh, where they travel. Well, there's one mile in between that's measured um, at speed, and they have to do it two passes within one hour of each other in order for it to be counted. Oh wow! And it's okay. the average speed of those two runs. So it's very it's very um, strict as far as what they have mm-hmm. to do in order to make it uh, an official land speed record. Now. I guess getting back to the car, it's, it's yeah. the project director is Richard Noble, and I don't know if you know his name or not, but um, he was with uh, 
with the uh, thrust SSC car as well. Um, and again, the, the driver's Andy Green. Mm. Um, the car, <laughs> these, this is one of those bullet-shaped cars that are, that are just enormous. It's, you, a, it's almost got a needle nose. It does. It's really, do you, uh, are you Guinness Book a fan? Did you ever I, read Guinness Book? I am an enthusiast, yes. Okay, when I was a, a young boy, I had an old copy of a Guinness World Book of Records, and I think there was a, a vehicle called the, the Blue Flame. Yes. Something is that the one? Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I oh, okay. Am, yes. Made I your eyes light up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You, so you like that one? That was a, it was a really cool, uh, really cool looking car. It was just a rocket shaped vehicle with a big mm-hmm. fin on the back. Mm-hmm. Didn't look much like a car, really, but uh, looks more like a jet without wings. Exactly. And um, it's similar to what this is looking like. Um, it's it's forty two feet long. This car. Weird. Forty two feet long. Yeah. And it's got, of course, it weighs six and a half tons when it's fully loaded. So that's what twelve thousand, thirteen thousand pounds. Is that right? A lot of weight is about thir- is fuel, though. About right? thirteen thousand pounds. A lot of that weight is fuel, um, and that will be used up quickly in this mm-hmm. run because the top speed again is a thousand fifty miles per hour. Um, that's what they're hoping for is one thousand and fifty miles per hour, so that they can average above a thousand miles per hour in that time section of the run. I see. I see. And it's going to cost about. Oh, I'm sorry. I should just tell you that right now that it's a jet and rocket powered car. Uh, so it has both a, a jet engine and a rocket on top, which is kind of a booster, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Yeah, but, okay. Um, the, the cost of this whole thing is approximately $16 million. $16 million for a car. So wait, that might, technically, that might make it the most exp- one of the most expensive cars. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, don't think, think so. so. I think some of these auction cars are going for a lot oh, more than that. You know, the, oh, you're right. The uh, one-of-a-kind Bugattis and the Ferraris yeah. that they find in a barn or something. And um, plus those can turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good point. Good point. But they're not nearly as fast. No, they're not nearly not as fast. Not nearly as fast. That's what this is all about is just yeah. this one record run. It probably, if I had to guess, will end up in a museum somewhere. Mm-hmm. But right now what, what's really cool about this is that they're – they're inviting students to help with uh, a lot of the the technology that goes into the building this vehicle and it's kind of a uh, a boost for it this is a british vehicle a british um vent- venture mm-hmm. and um they're asking students from universities all over all over europe and saying hey we need help you know in in deciding what's going to be the best material for this or what's you know what should the intake design be like on this and that's awesome um, it's really cool and the students are getting a lot of hands-on um time with this ve- with this vehicle and, and and some real input, they're getting a lot of good uh, good uh, training out that's of this. That's going to be guess. great for yeah. those kids. It is. It's going to be great for I guess just the entire region because it's going to get a lot of people really fired up and interested mm-hmm. about engineering and and uh, you know the possibilities of, you know beyond school. So, blow me away with some stats on this car. Okay, <laughs> well I don't know if I'll blow you away or not, but actually you know maybe they will. Um, we already talked about the distance and the mm-hmm. uh, you know the, the overall speed and how you know strict and which is crazy uh, considering the weight of this vehicle that it goes oh yeah that fast yeah I know it's it, <laughs> and the length of this thing it's as big as a semi you know yeah. it's, it's huge it's but really it, really it long. makes sense if it's if it's a rocket as well as a jet yeah right oh yeah it's a rocket and a jet I'm glad you mentioned that because um it's it, it has this this rocket let me see if I can find out what the uh, rocket was here I had it written down. Sorry. No, no. I'll beatbox. <laughs> nice work. <laughs> that was the worst ever. Uh, the the uh, the <laughs> very funny. The uh, the rocket. Well, let's go with the jet first. Let's go with the jet. The jet first. The jet is an EJ two hundred military 
turbofan jet, which uh, apparently delivers about 20,000 pounds of thrust. And that's good for getting this thing up to 700 miles per hour. <laughs> okay, that's unbelievable to me. Yeah, yeah. 700 miles per hour based on jet power alone. Now, that's not enough. So 700 miles per hour, not yeah, enough. That doesn't even beat the world record. No, it doesn't. And uh, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. So then, there's, then there is a, um, there's this hybrid rocket. And the hybrid rocket is capable of an additional 20,500 pounds of thrust. So, and the hybrid rocket, which fires later in the run, and we'll talk about the timing of all this because that's 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 probably the most remarkable thing. You're all, reading all, my mind with this. This this hybrid rocket that's that's being developed, it burns concentrated hydrogen peroxide and synthetic rubber. That's the solid propellant. Oh. So it has liquid and solid propellant, and that requires that this 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 um, hybrid rocket requires a fuel pump. Guess what they're using is the fuel pump. I don't know if you know this or not. I don't. What is okay, it? This is, uh, this is unbelievable to me. The fuel pump is operated by, and this is the sole purpose of this engine. Okay. There's, a, there's a, <laughs> an 800-horsepower, 4.5-liter V12 racing engine that's also in this vehicle that is strictly for pumping the fuel into the hybrid rocket. And it also does, it, it does have other purpose. It, it, um, I think it's also for hydro. It operates a hydraulics and electric power, I believe, when it's not at speed. Uh, maybe cooling. Now that I think about it, um, but it um, it's unbelievable to me that they need an 800 horsepower V12, V12 racing engine as a fuel pump in this thing because of just the amounts of fuel that it, it consumes yeah. at speed. It, it has to. It has to just force feed this thing fuel. That's that's bonkers. It it truly is. I mean. In a, in a car, this 800-horsepower engine would be enough, you know, to propel it that, mm-hmm. you know, who knows how fast. I mean, <laughs> several hundred miles per hour, I would guess. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. 800 horsepower. And That's it, kind of getting up there in the And uh, it literally burns rubber. I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it literally does. You know, I didn't think of it that way. It literally does burn rubber. You're right. So it, it's – this thing is just unbelievable. I mean, it has it – has, oh, one other thing that's really cool about it. What's that? Regular wheels uh, would just disintegrate. Um, so it doesn't have rubber wheels. It doesn't even have carbon fiber wheels. This thing has solid metal wheels, and they're made of titanium. Titanium? Solid titanium wheels. Oh, man. I, you know what? I, have, I actually have a, uh, a few friends who would very much like to be uh, prominent rap celebrities. <laughs> and it's true. I've got to call them and let them know this is the new thing. Oh, this would have them beat. I don't mean, just have rims. No, and there's no. These aren't just rims. These are these are the full thing. These are right from you know the hub all the way out to the end. They cut the tread into the titanium, and that's another thing. You know, I read this and I, I don't have it with me, but I remember them saying that you know it's difficult to understand what kind of what kind of tread we're going to need to cut into this titanium because, you know, number one, we're talking about um, you know a vehicle that's traveling at a thousand miles per hour over the ground. Yeah. Number two, the uh, the the, the grip that we're going to need on the surface, and then what surface? Because they don't know what they're... Uh, what, which of the three locations. Which of the three locations, yeah. and they're all very different surfaces. Not very, but they're all different surfaces. And, uh, you know, they have a, a different uh, depth of hardness, you know, where you can mm-hmm. reach something that, you know, you can't poke a knife past, you know, maybe a couple millimeters. Um, yeah. Um, some are a little bit softer than others, and, and, you know, they just don't know all of this yet, so um, getting this together is really difficult. But the titanium, titanium, solid titanium wheels, the, the reason that they can't have any kind of other material on these things, 
the the G's that this thing experiences at the wheels. Yeah. Now this is this is just the wheels, not the, the spinning force on the wheels, not right. the driver. The wheels experience fifty thousand G's at speed. Which oh wow, that's crazy. Fifty thousand yeah. times the uh, so you know the spinning rotation of it. I think they yeah. said it was something like ten thousand revolutions per minute or something for the wheels. And that's normally how fast, uh, let's say, like a motorcycle engine is spinning. That's the wheel spinning. And this is an enormous wheel. It's, it's huge. So you can imagine the, the speed that this thing is traveling. Um, 50,000 Gs at, at, at the wheel is what these things have to put up with. And that's why titanium is necessary. Because nothing else could, I mean, well, an aluminum alloy wheel. No, the, the, would... uh, the thrust, the, yeah, I'm glad, you know what, aluminum is what um, the thrust SSC used. They used aluminum, uh. solid aluminum. So um, because that one apparently at 763 miles per hour, it only, only, I say only, <laughs> um, 35,000 Gs is what the wheels were pulling on that one. And, and aluminum was apparently strong enough, but uh, this exceeds the capabilities of aluminum. You got to love how we started this podcast uh, wowed by this, and now we're saying things like only 700. <laughs> we're only still, you know, I'm still wowed by this, and, and yeah. I think you're about to be even more wowed because this is a, uh, a chart that um, I'll try it. I'll do my best to describe this, but okay. if, if somebody wants to follow along at home, mm-hmm. um, this comes from National Geographic um, Online Magazine, or National Geographic Magazine, mm-hmm. from October 9th of this year, and okay. uh, they have this fantastic graph that shows um, the the speed of the of the Bloodhound SSC, mm-hmm. the distance it travels, and the time it takes to get there, and okay. it's in it's in relatively easy steps. Lay it on me. Okay, so I, I guess the best way to do is go through the steps, and I'll just kind of mention the, the speed and time as we go along. Yes. Okay, so as we read through the six steps, and they're short, uh, the driver fires the jet engine, getting the car up to three hundred and fifty miles per hour in just twenty five seconds. Twenty five seconds. Twenty five seconds. So twenty five seconds. 350 miles per hour jet power alone okay wow okay now um by the time and I, this is not one of the steps here but uh by the time that the vehicle reaches two miles two miles away from the starting point it's traveling at 800 miles per hour so two miles away it's already going 800 miles per hour and that is roughly if i'm guessing right uh-huh. uh looks like about 32 seconds in 31 something like that this is still not a minute no not, no not even close yeah uh, it'll be done in a minute, in one minute. <laughs> so uh, step two, the mm-hmm. hybrid rocket engine ignites and adds thrust, pushing the car to 1,000 miles per hour. It hits 1,000 miles per hour right about a little over three miles, it looks like, from the starting point. So it's by by the three miles away from where it first starts rolling. It's at 1,000. 1,000 miles per hour, and it will continue going traveling up to 1,050 miles per hour um, at 45 seconds. So 45 seconds from start, when you ignite mm-hmm. that engine, you're traveling at 1,050 miles per hour. So that's a lot to adjust to in that time. Which is the fastest a human being has probably traveled. I, you know, I end. don't know. There may have been someone on a rocket sled or something that's gone faster. But we, we talked this is about a, that possibly. But, but yeah. this is something where the driver is in control. He's not just sitting there, not just not just letting it happen to him. He's he's actively controlling this vehicle. So, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's he's, a, he, uh, this is uh, this is ultimate driving i guess i don't know how to how, how to it's describe history it really. in the making it is really I i'm mean, sorry i interrupted uh, oh no that's all right i mean it it's it's unbelievable to me how quickly this thing gets up to a thousand miles per hour 45 I mean, seconds 45 seconds 1050 miles per hour at at that top speed the rocket uh the rocket thrust stops uh-huh. and it, co- it begins to coast down to a to a stop because it can't immediately apply brakes so the jet engine stops the driver deploys the air brakes 
and if needed, there's parachutes as well mm-hmm. uh, to kind of slow this thing down. So quickly, between top speed at 45 seconds and 54 seconds, which is just nine seconds later, yeah. the car has already slowed down to just above 400 miles per hour. That's so, nuts. So he's dropping um, 650 miles per hour um, in about nine seconds. The deceleration on the driver has to be enormous, it's, right? It's above three Gs that he's pulling, three negative Gs. So um, the acceleration is somewhere around, I believe the acceleration was around two and a half positive Gs. You know, when he's, mm-hmm. or, I don't know if that's, yeah, positive Gs. When he's, um, when he's decelerating, three Gs is what the, uh, you know, when he, when he hits the brakes yeah, and, and the yeah. chutes and, you know, lets it decelerate. It's not until he gets down to below 200 miles per hour that he's able to even begin to apply the brakes. There's hydraulic brakes. And um, that's when he can finally bring it to a full stop. Now, guess the distance. You, you probably already know this. Maybe I shouldn't even ask. I'll just, I just tell you. Mm, yeah, just tell me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He at that point, and this is, this is at um, a minute and twenty eight seconds. Minute and twenty eight. Minute and twenty eight seconds. He's at the ten mile mark. He's mm-hmm. gone ten miles in one minute and twenty eight seconds. Wow. So that gives you an idea of the distance traveled when he hits top speed yeah. to the point where he stops. It's 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 unbelievable and i i think i read somewhere and this is one maybe well i've got a couple more quick facts that are unbelievable yeah. but um how about how about i'll just hit you with these because um the Wait. last one i think is maybe the best one okay save um, the best one for last the, then. at maximum speed with the you know top speed being yeah. 1050 the bloodhound is more than four times as fast as a ferrari enzo so you know the ultimate yes. top end ferrari four times faster than the ferrari enzo no, oh, those guys are going to be mad. Oh, that's why they bought the ride. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and get this. this is, here's another one. I also read that at, at top speed, when it's being measured in that... Um, in that one mile? In that one mile that's being measured. So it's top speed, you know, from one mile or, you know, point, you know, zero feet to... Um, what, how, oh, boy. I just stuck myself there. How many feet is a mile? Eh, whatever. One mile. <laughs> 3.6 seconds is all it takes for him to travel that distance in between start and finish. That's so not even four seconds. I know. Not <laughs> As even I helpfully four, point well, out. Thank you. That's much better. It force, so under four seconds, yeah. one mile. And this is the crazy part. The, the people that are doing the timing, they actually go out and they look for tire tracks in the uh, material, you know, because it's usually a softer type material right. like a sand or... Um, um, salt material that they're looking for. Sure. They, they look for tire tracks in there to prove that the vehicle is on the ground at that point and not just really what amounts to a low-flying uh, low flying car. Which is a good, I mean, I guess they have to do that. They it's have a to good to make, procedure. Yeah, they have to make sure that there's tracks the entire distance. And remember, at the 10-mile point, this thing has to turn around, line itself up, refuel, get ready to go again, and do another blast the opposite direction the same mm-hmm. way. And, okay, my last fact. I feel like I'm just blah. Let give me, give me a second. I have to have a mental drum roll. Okay. All right, go. This this may be the coolest thing. At speed, if someone were to fire a 357 Magnum in the exact, you know, parallel to the vehicle at, uh-huh. at when it's at speed, the Bloodhound SSC would beat the bullet. It, it's faster than a speeding bullet. Quite literally. Faster than a bullet fired from a 357 Magnum, which travels at... 971 miles per hour. Oh, not good enough, 357. <laughs> That's right. Try so again. I mean, we're talking like 300, and 300 miles per hour faster than a, than this bullet. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm wrong. No, it's like, uh, it's like... It's like 100. 
like uh, yeah, a little less than a hundred miles. Eighty faster. miles faster than this yeah. uh, than this speeding bullet. That's nuts. I keep we, saying speeding we've, bullet. But. We finally got somebody able to pull off the Superman trick at least once in a car. In a car, yeah. In yeah. a car. Well, there are some qualifiers, but still. Is it, this this car is unbelievable. I I and you know you you pointed this out to me. You brought this to my attention. You sent me the link, and I've just been investigating it, looking mm-hmm. at the uh, the Bloodhound SSC site. Mm-hmm. And the, the team, you know, everybody involved with it is on the site there. And um, you can make donations. You can buy, um, you can buy merchandise. You can stay up you to can, date on you the can, latest. You can donate, elements. and you can also get your name on the on the fin, the tail fin. If oh really? You, uh, if you donate above a certain a certain point, and I don't think it's that much. I think it was uh, it's in pounds, whatever it was. Yeah. I think it's ten pounds, maybe. That's really cool. Um, it, it's it's really a cool project, and there's a lot that's going into it, and there's there's a ton of material to read about this thing. And it seems like every time you know you read another paragraph, you come up with some just astounding fact. You know, something that just blows you away with the the speed and the forces involved. Um, just it's it's unbelievable what this this guy's going to go through in order to get this to happen. Well, let's hope that uh, Mr. Green, or I guess I should say his uh, Air Force title, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but let's hope Mr. Green is is safe out there. Um, oh, yeah. I think he will be. I mean, yeah. it seems like this is going to be a successful run just because of the amount of effort that's being put into it mm. ahead of time. Um, and Richard Noble and his team and, you know, everybody that uh, is involved with it, I know that they're, they're safety is, of course, you know, paramount to them. So they're not going to do anything that, that right. um, is you know, in any way dangerous the driver. So and their experience other with than the thrust. <laughs> so. Other than letting him drive a thousand and fifty miles per hour. Well sure if you want to split hairs. <laughs> yeah. Well Scott, it sounds like our intervention has been uh successful here. <laughs> you have found something that can get you from kind of a speed demon all the way to a speed demon. Is that status. really successful or is it uh is that, is that failed? Well the unexamined life is not worth living. I you know, actually you know what I, I don't think I would uh I wouldn't I wouldn't put myself in the seat of this thing, would you? Oh man, I you know I haven't thought about that until you said it. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, you would. I, no, wait. Okay, wait, wait. I always go back to this. I know, but there you no, will not you will not drive uphill fast in the Pikes Peak uh, Hill Race, the uphill the hill climb competition. Uphill precipice, you know. Uh, I, you're the, not going to shoot off the top. Off. You're not going to shoot off the top. This this thing is going 1,050 miles per hour. You would do this? Really? Well, sure. Oh, well, good it's for you. It's all on the ground. I'm good. never going to be more <laughs> than 50 feet off the ground. <laughs> you know? That's well, I hope, he, I hope it remains on the ground. Well, there is there is that. And plus, plus the price uh, is, I think the risk is worth it, Scott, because if you survive, you become the holder of the land speed record. Sure. So there is glory at the end. Sure. Until someone goes 1,051 miles per hour. That You know what? Then that turnabout is fair play. But if <laughs> but I go on what? Pike's Peak, I'll just be a guy who went S- over the cliff. Now, see the current record? You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. That, you know, I mean, it, I guess that current record has stood for, what did I say, 12 years now? Yeah. So the record probably will stand for a while. It takes a long time to make these efforts happen. And a lot of technology, too. Yeah, it sure A lot does. of smart people. It really does. So, um... I don't know, you probably would be safe for a while with your record and your uh, mm-hmm. ultimate fame. Yeah, well, let's, you know what, let's take it to the streets, uh, speaking in the internet sense. Uh, our listeners out there, you guys, tell us what you think. Would you hop in this crazy supersonic car? Is is the, uh, the ability to uh, get the land speed record worth the risk? Um, or... Do you have a suggestion for us to uh, spend some time on in a future episode? If so, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. 
For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.